0: hey everybody it's John Sanders thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of my podcast I am happy to be joined today by Dan Paul Mary Dan say hello to the folks out there
1: Hello to the folks out there so
0: Dan you are uh, you head up the uh, the office uh, properties division at Cushman Wakefield uh, here in Las Vegas and if you could tell us a little bit about about you about your team and about what you're doing here in the Las Vegas market.
1: Yeah, so i uh, been in Las Vegas for 18 years, born and raised in Southern California, uh, uh, grew up in the uh, restaurant business, my father's first generation uh, Sicilian American, uh, came here um, in his 20s, met my mom, who was uh, born and raised in L.A., and opened a gourmet Italian restaurant, put me to work at 13. Uh, So I grew up doing that, and uh, that was my life's path. Uh, But I wanted to find a job where I could have weekends and holidays off. And um, so when I was, uh, you know, working at my dad's place here in Vegas, uh, ran into a couple guys uh, who were always drinking good wine and talking about going on cool vacations all the time. So I asked them what they did, and the answer was commercial real estate. So uh, that got me set on the path of, of heading in a different direction, and I've uh, been at it 13 years now. Uh, so I lead a three-person team. Uh, we do exclusively tenant representation. Uh, it's myself, my partner, Paula Lee, and we have a dedicated uh, team admin, Joanne Morrow. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're considered one of the top 10 rep teams in Las Vegas, been in Cushman and Wakefield a little over seven years and having a blast. We got to work on everything from little startups to some of the biggest uh, office requirements in the Las Vegas Valley. And I just really love what I do.
0: That's awesome. And as we sit here and we record this, you are in your wife's newly acquired coffee shop. Share a little bit about that because I know that many of our listeners are from the Las Vegas and Henderson area so yeah. give us a little bit of information where, where are you at right now
1: yeah so uh, the coffee shop is called Zen Coffee Bar up in Henderson uh, so uh, I've lived on the side of town ever since I've been in Vegas 18 years except for one year of living the high-rise lifestyle in downtown but my wife uh, has been planning a coffee shop actually for a little bit over a year uh, and we were focused on the downtown area and she was in LA for a for a coffee convention and uh, a guy she had met uh basically said hey there's a lady here trying to you know fire sell her shop it's in henderson and it just so happens to be the one closest to where we live so uh you know i think her being prepared business planning for for over a year um from first day of hearing about it to ownership was just under a month Uh, so she's two months in and uh just like that, going from the restaurant business, having weekends and holidays off. Uh, my wife is now, you know, full-fledged retail uh, entrepreneur owner, uh, working her tail off, and uh, it's fun to see her um, going through the coffee boss process. But uh, she's she's rocking it. Business has drastically improved, and uh, she's busy. She but she wakes up early, and it wakes me up early. So uh, that's my only
0: complaint. <laughs> That is awesome. I'm a huge coffee snob. I love to check out all kinds yeah. of coffee spots. So I need to make sure that I check that one out. And just for my recollection, it's roughly Eastern and Sunridge Heights area here in, yeah, in the Henderson cor- area.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. So north east corner of Eastern and Sunridge Heights. Yeah. Um, yeah but awesome. So
0: so one of the things I really want to dive into and talk with you about uh, is social media and social media from the perspective of the commercial broker, because I think you'd agree with me that. um commercial brokers are um are slow to jump on to the the uh, social media side but before we do that you were at the golden knights game last night our uh, our our great golden knights and uh, yeah. they played our, our arch rival at the san jose sharks unfortunately we uh, lost in overtime but i want to know yeah. um So tell me a little bit about the atmosphere. I was at the uh, season opener against the Sharks. Uh, We did not have uh, uh, Kane playing that night, and last night he was back. And I hear there were a few chants in T-Mobile that were a little unique.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think a new a new chant we heard was uh, "Pay your marker." Uh, It was in the news about a week or two ago, where Kane uh, has failed to pay his half million dollar marker back to the Cosmo. So uh it sounds like he had a little bit of fun here in a previous visit and uh we we, being local here we see it pretty often where uh a a big casino will will uh try to collect their debt let's say it so uh, anytime he touched the puck uh, he was getting heckled quite a bit which uh we all love so Um, yeah yeah, i saw a picture they are so fun
0: Yeah. I saw a picture on Instagram of the beer house and it said the tag cash only. I thought that one was kind of clever as well. Yeah. So (laughs) one other thing, and and I hope I can share this. If not, I can edit it out because I'm in total control of this thing, but we were playing in a golf tournament a couple years back and you, we were done and you were changing your shoes and you were changing when you're changing your shoes. I noticed that you had black, toenails and I said what's up what's up with the black toenail thing and you said you know it's it reminds me every day when I put my socks on to be different and I that stuck with me to this day and I thought that's an amazing and unique way uh of really setting the tone for your day to kind of live your best life right to to get out there to do your thing how did that start and do you still do it
1: yeah so actually still do it I, I got one that's chipped up so it's kind of bugging me so i gotta go i gotta go get my, my toenails fixed but uh but no uh just uh you know actually as a kid growing up with my dad being from italy we'd go get manicures and pedicures and uh, for guys that are are hesitant on it it's full-blown pampering it's pretty nice sit in the massage chair for about an hour and uh, get your feet rubbed so i don't uh, uh i don't see any problems with that but uh, I've got an 11 year old daughter, but yeah, a few years ago we were there and she said, daddy, you should paint your toenails. And I said, cool, but black's the only color I'm going to go. So uh, ever since then, yeah, basically i have just painted my toenails black, but absolutely. Right. I like to, you know, um, life is short and, uh, and you can't take anything too serious. And so I think when you're putting your socks on in the morning, you look down and you see black toenails. It just reminds you that, Hey, you know, who cares what people think? Go have fun, enjoy what you do, enjoy the day, because uh, you never know what it's going to bring.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. So, um, all right, so now let's jump into social media. So, <laughs> I've been on social media and, and leveraging it to the best I can. Um, and with doing what
1: fantastically, might I add. <laughs>
0: Thanks. Uh, with what little knowledge I have, but we have an amazing friend uh, that we both uh, can lean on for some information, and that's Chelsea Pites. Uh, yeah. So for anybody out there that uh, is trying to get into the social media game, uh, Chelsea.Pites on uh, on Instagram, uh, she has some great information. I know you follow her and, and I do as well. Yeah. She's a great resource. Um, but it was kind of kind of just throwing things against the wall, right? I mean, it started out with Facebook um, and then it, it switches over to Instagram. Then there's Instagram stories and then there's Facebook stories and obviously LinkedIn has been around for a while and that's transitioning. But you, more than any other commercial broker in town and really more than any commercial broker I follow and I follow many along the, the West Coast, up and down uh, from you know San Diego to Seattle, you see huge value in social media and you leverage it to really brand your business, but even more so just to, to brand you, um, yeah. when, when did you see the true value in social media?
1: Um, years and years ago. So for me, it really started, um, you know, from a business standpoint, I think with Twitter, um, you know, and, uh, much like you said, you know, I think we see a ton of residential agents doing it, uh, and not a lot on the commercial side and, you know, ultimately we're in sales. And, you know, I think no matter what business you're in, you have two jobs. The first is to, you know, know how to do your job and do it well. And secondly is, um, what are you doing for to be the first person that comes to mind when somebody needs your services, period? You know, if I asked you, you know, do you know a good cardiologist? You're like, yeah, I know this guy. If, if you got a good insurance guy, do you have a good attorney? Do you have a good, you know, residential agent? And whenever somebody asks you that, You know it comes to mind pretty quickly and a lot of the traditional marketing you know anywhere you live in the country every month you're going to get three four or five mailers you know traditional snail mail from you know the the residential agents in the neighborhood or the insurance guy in the neighborhood especially early on in my career i didn't have the the funds to do that type of mass marketing and ultimately with commercial real estate it's a lot harder to and then get to the decision makers, get your name out there um, at scale, and so I figured, let me hop into what's free. It takes time, but ultimately, if I'm using social media effectively and really branding and getting my name, and more so my picture, right? You know, it's a face thing. People see your name, they see your face, they see your company, they see your name, they see your face, they see your company, and it's all repetition. Um, and so I knew if I just kept at it and continued to do it, it would pay off. And you know, early on. There wasn't a lot of technique or approach behind it. It was more sharing stories and articles that I found interesting. Um, and I started getting feedback from folks saying, hey, I really like what you're putting out there. Anytime you post something, I'm reading it. Um, and obviously, social media is constantly changing. Now you've got TikTok. I haven't hopped on TikTok yet, but that's kind of the up-and-coming one now after Instagram. Um and so you know, my focus really as of the last couple of years has been both Instagram and and uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Instagram, I find to be majority more of your, your first or second sphere of influence. Um, you know, a much smaller following. But I think the ability to have really good organic reach and growth and creating relationships um, that are, you know, outside your market. I almost tell people that Instagram's kind of like the modern day pen pal, you know, and I've connected with Chelsea and I've connected with other great people like Gabriel Gonzalez or Eddie Gonzalez in uh, Arizona, or um, Blake Haggett or Jay Ciano, all these people that are influential in commercial real estate that are using social. And it goes from meeting somebody via Instagram to then meeting them in person. And it's pretty bizarre because you feel like you've known somebody for a year or two before you've ever actually met them in person. And uh, it's pretty awesome and pretty organic. And then for me, but mostly Instagram, I really just like to share my day, share what I'm doing, um, mostly through stories, share what my family's doing. And then LinkedIn is a totally different beast. You know, the the reach on LinkedIn is unbelievable. Um, I, I I don't really have a... Uh, a strategy to not connecting with certain people and connecting with others. I just connect with everybody uh, because ultimately those people's connections become my connections, or they're able to see my stuff because I'm connected to that person. And LinkedIn, I really look at as the mass marketing of getting my name and my face out there. So uh, I use that a lot more for (laughs) providing information on what I do, providing information on my market. And sometimes I'm cranking in. I'll put two, three, four, five, six posts out a week, and sometimes I just kind of fall off the wagon. Life happens. And I might go a week or two without it. But ultimately, um, you know, some of my greatest trending posts have seen 20, 30, 40-plus thousand views, and that's just unbelievable to me, right? That's incredible have I mean, that many. That's more people than people in arena to watch a hockey game, you know, to, yeah. to quote on something or like something. And ultimately – again, they're seeing my name and they're seeing my face, which has led into transactions. It it turns into actual deals. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. One of the things or one of the examples that I like to think about is uh, you hosted an event when ICSC was in town down at the ARIA. Uh, I think it was ARIA. Uh, And and I didn't know what to expect, but I, I actually learned about it through a Twitter post. And I'm like, well, I'm you know, I'm kind of hanging down, down at the ICSC thing. I'm going to go check this out. And and I met uh, – well, I probably met 15 or 20 people. There were probably 80 or 90 that were there. Um, yeah. But I made three or four really solid connections all because of an Instagram – or not an Instagram but a social media post that I saw messaged you like, hey, I'm going to make it down. And then, you know, now you're just, you're talking right now. You're just meeting people you're talking with. Uh, And then I posted a deal on uh, Instagram about six weeks ago or so. Somebody saw it out of Salt Lake City, reached out, didn't have a title partner in Salt Lake City, but needed, needed somebody. And uh, I ended up getting an order just because I posted a, a link. Uh, on, uh, on LinkedIn. So there's no doubt that the power of social media is real and it generates business. So you mentioned that you didn't really have a strategy, um, for the LinkedIn side, but I follow you obviously. And I see your, your, uh, Instagram stories. and, And like you say, sometimes it's not as consistent, but sometimes it could be six or seven in a day. Sometimes it could fall off. I find for me, that's the biggest challenge. Well, two, twofold, really. Number one, getting over, like what I think people might think when they see it because it's, I'm just putting it out there to see it. And yeah. like, I don't care about what the people that don't want to see it think. I just want to put it out there. But the Correct. second thing is the consistency of it. Cause to your point, we get busy, we post a few things yeah. and then we just don't for a month. Um, I, I'm glad to hear that you fight that as well. But are there any, do you time block it all? Do you put any notes in your phone? Like, Hey, post something or is it just, absolute organic like oops (laughs) here we go I need to post something
1: yeah no I don't I mean I think you know especially for you know connecting with folks on LinkedIn or if you're going to comment on stuff not so much posting or if you're taking a photo and want to post it later I I, like it's crazy but like toilet time right I mean everyone goes to the bathroom and sits on the can for five to ten minutes at a time no better time to just be sitting there posting something putting it out um sitting at a red light i'll pull you know pull it out but like during your workday it's kind of tough to stop what you're doing say hey i'm going to do this um if i'm waiting for a meeting or i'm early to a meeting or waiting on somebody i'll try to find that opportunity to to put something out uh you know i was on tour yesterday with a client for seven hours you know and um we were able to take some pretty cool photos we were at the you know on the top floor of the tallest office building in vegas and Riding the elevator down, I was, you know, putting out a photo of, of the pictures we took from from up top. So it's trying to find that 30 seconds to three minutes to, to put something out. And again, it's I think really as you continue to do it and do it, your mindset kind of changes a little bit in looking for opportunities to share what you're doing or share your thoughts. And we all say, oh, I should do this one day or I should do this later. When you're having the thought, if you have the ability to do it right, then do it right, then it's done. You hit send. It's out of the way. It's off my mind. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not stressing about it. It's it's once you hit send, it's out there. Right. And so yeah. I think people just get paralysis. on trying to figure out what to put out versus just putting it out. It's more about consistency and less about perfection, you know?
0: Yeah, I have a, a little daily social media uh, component to my time block and what I do. And it's a, it's a 10-5-5. And I actually list, uh, learned it from a real estate coach by the name of Bruce Lund. He runs uh, a 90-day sales uh, and a, a new one he's rolling out called The Solopreneur. But it's 10-5-5, right? And what he does is 10 likes, uh, 5 comments, and 5 me- uh, private messages per day. And it's all about the engagement. And I know uh, Chelsea has shared similar with what she does. Um, and it's, it's about getting that engagement and, and then she shares and She knows all the stats, right? She's so smart at all this, but, um, the social engagement, the, the communication between the Instagram story side is incredible. Um, you can really start dialogues with, with many people. So, so getting past your side of it, what are a couple of things other than just simply get off your butt and do it? Um, a couple of things that commercial brokers could really do to embrace this idea of social media. I mean, obviously it starts with creating an account, right? But if you were to create one, would it be Instagram? Would it be Facebook? Um, would it be Twitter?
1: I think it's what's your target audience, right? And, and what's your tactic behind it? Again, for me, Instagram is more, you know, just my, my inner sphere of, of, of friends and family and, and colleagues, etc. cetera. I tend to watch my stories and whatnot. If I'm really trying to get reach, it's going to be on LinkedIn. And you know, I think the thing is, we all work so hard to get a meeting, to business develop, to sit in front of somebody, to then give them our pitch or our story or what we do, as opposed to just sharing a bit of knowledge. If you shared one bit of knowledge once a week on LinkedIn about what you do with no expectation of anything in return, just sharing a thought, um, That will pay off over time. You're gonna get comments, and then the key is, if somebody comments, you gotta respond. You know, that's like, you gotta pretend your client's sitting in front of you and and comments you on something, and then you just sit there and don't say anything. You're you're missing the point. This is ultimately about creating that conversation. You know, and again, it's what's unfortunate. What I, I think what a lot of us see on LinkedIn is the second you connect with somebody, they're messaging you with their pitch or you know they're spamming you and they're hitting you up constantly and uh, i don't even read half of that for the most part you're closing it okay that's a connection but that's not somebody that understands how to do this the right way i just want to provide value i want to provide insight and people really have trouble trying to figure out what to say So i always say you know like what's the top 10 questions your clients ask you or what was the last good question somebody asked you open up your, and you don't even need a computer right it's easier to actually do it from your phone than it is from your computer and once you leave that meeting or that conversation before you get in the car pull out your phone hey just leaving a meeting had the greatest question um in regards to tenant you know, improvements in the space. And here's what my response was. And just sharing that, because so many people are gonna have that same question. So you're just sharing bits and pieces of your day, bits and pieces of your expertise. And if you're doing it consistently enough, you're gonna start popping up in people's feeds. People are gonna be liking it. People are gonna be wanting to connect with you. And you go from 10 connections to 50 to hundreds to thousands. And then that's when the reach really becomes crazy. And it's getting weird to a point, I'm sure Chelsea can speak to this. Uh, I know my buddy Eddie in Arizona, the same thing is now random people start looking at you funny or come up and talk to you and you realize they know you from LinkedIn, but you don't know them. It's really bizarre. It kind of gives you a glimpse into what it would be like to be an actor or an athlete. I can't imagine that happening all the time because it's it's really a weird feeling to see somebody just kind of giving you that look and they know you and you're like, I'm a pretty good face recognition person. So if I don't know somebody and they're looking at me like that, I'm like, it used to freak me out. And now I understand it's, it's truly through social media.
0: Yeah. That's a a great uh, nugget that you shared there. So I've, I've been teaching this video marketing class, um, That I got uh, from, uh, well, I got the idea from an event that I went to by a real estate, uh, top real estate agent in San Diego County, Kyle Whistle. And uh, he he shared exactly what you said. He says, think of a question that a a client has asked you and shoot a video on it and answer it. And it could be anything. And uh, I I try to do that, but I love hearing you talk about it because I do think that um, video uh, is really going to be huge. I mean, it already is, but it's going to be even more so as we continue to move forward. And, and there's just, a, there's a connection on video that is not there via text or via message or, or phone call. And if you can shoot that video, doesn't matter. Uh, like you said, it doesn't matter how many people are seeing it. it the reach yeah. will, will continue on and on well after you hit send on your yeah. device.
1: Well, and again, you know, people like to do business that they know, and so putting video out gives people the opportunity to get a feel for who I am, for my, you know, my personality, for my, just the way I, I handle things and the way I go about things. The ums that I throw in every once in a while or how many times I'm saying like, you know, but, uh, you know, ultimately, you, you just want people to understand and know who you are, you know, and it, it gives you an opportunity to introduce yourself to thousands of people you'd otherwise never meet. You know, I mean, I tracked my analytics on LinkedIn and, uh, you know, I put out a post recently. It was literally just a comparison of my headshot from seven years ago to today. I had over 20,000 views, but of that only about 10% were in my market, you know? So I got people from New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles, et cetera. And much like you, we travel quite a bit, going to conferences around the country and, Man, over the last two to three years, people come up. I love the content you put out. Every time I open up LinkedIn, boom, there you are. And you know, at the end of the day, what am I trying to achieve there? Providing value with the expectation of nothing in return. But one day that person in Philadelphia is gonna have a client saying, hey, we're thinking about doing something in Vegas. Do you know anybody there? First person that comes to mind when they hear Vegas, right? Dan Palmieri, the guy with the beard. And then you yeah. get a phone call. The end game, is networking. It's called networking, but I'm able to reach far beyond my local NAOP chapter breakfast or my local SIOR chapter luncheon. I'm reaching the world. I mean, and it's crazy seeing the stats of what countries you're hitting, not just the US, but you're going international. And so now when you show up to these conferences, people are coming up to you to talk to you because they already feel comfortable because they feel like they know you.
0: Yeah. I, I always try to think about how many voice-to-voice conversations can I have on a daily basis with those that are making decisions to buy or sell real, real yeah. estate. And and really, even though I use voice-to-voice, it's it's really even more so than that. It obviously can be video. It can be messages via Facebook. It can be Instagram. But it's impressions. It's almost how many impressions can I put out there. Now, there are specific conversations that are absolutely real estate related, but so oftentimes it's just branding. It's branding for John Sanders. It's not, um, yeah. you know, what can I do for you today? I, I'm not expecting anything in return, but I'm putting myself out there with all the different um, mediums that there are. I mean, to, to your point to back in the beginning, you talked about how can I get myself out there with everything that's free because you didn't have a whole lot of money. You leverage right. it and use it the best you can so okay so how can people get a hold of you because I know that at least 10 people are going to listen to this podcast probably my mom five times and then uh, and then my wife (laughs) but uh, if people wanted to connect with you how do they get a hold of you
1: sure yeah super easy so uh, LinkedIn obviously uh, Dan Palmieri Palmer was an I at the end Uh, same at Twitter at Dan Palmieri and uh, Instagram at Dan Palmieri underscore you know, I mean, those are really where I'm pretty active. You know, LinkedIn is probably, from a business standpoint, the most active. Um, but, you know, again, it's, you know, Google ultimately is the answer, right? Yep. Um, I remember when I first got into the business, my only goal was to replace the other Dan Palmieri on the first page of, of Google. Um, so, the other Dan Palmieri is a figure skater. So, I really wanted to... <laughs> knock him to page two, And it took a few years, but it truly was all through social media efforts. And so you see that power, you see what that does. And, um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's really created a brand. And and when you say brand and branding, John Sanders, that's what it's about. So many of us work for large corporations, or even if you're a one-off, you know, your, your company isn't going to go out of their way to brand you the individual. That's not what they're in business for. You know, we're, You know, Cushman and Wakefield's got 45,000 plus employees, you know, so for me to expect Cushman and Wakefield to brand me personally is unrealistic, you know, but me putting my name out there and creating that brand helps grow the brand of Cushman and Wakefield, you know, because now people are thinking, oh, that guy from Cushman and Wakefield, because Cushman and Wakefield is a hundred-year-old brand. I'm never going to replace that, and I don't want to, you know, I love working for a, a company of that size. Uh, but ultimately I've got to be responsible for getting my name and my face out there. Just like everybody else does. Well, Hey
0: man, you're doing a great job because uh, I'm tuning in, I'm watching and you shared some stories about how it's working. I really truly appreciate your time today. Um, It, uh, it means a lot that you'll take uh, 30 minutes out of your, your day and and get this thing recorded. Uh, Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll wrap it up,
1: John. Thank you. No, and I, I keep it up, man. You know, I know the work it takes to do something like this and and that's what it is it is work and it takes away from your family and, and your day-to-day job but ultimately um it's things like this that that grow your brand and, and um so keep it up man i really appreciate the opportunity and we'll have to go play some golf soon out on the course and have you know some, some real world experiences
0: Thanks again to Dan Palmieri of Cushman and Wakefield, Las Vegas, for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard, please leave me a review and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, and the other podcast platforms. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Facebook. Just search John Sanders. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter, SandersPGA, and LinkedIn as well. If you're looking to make a real estate purchase anywhere in the United States, I'd love a chance to help you out. I'm not a real estate agent, but I work with some of the best commercial and residential brokers in the nation, and I would love to refer you to one of my partners. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.